Welcome to today's episode. We are going to be talking about some of the best practices for building a solid small business operation. The reason why this is so important to talk about is because when you're building a business, you want to set up all of your systems from the beginning. What is a system? Well, think about McDonald's. Why is McDonald's so successful? A lot of people may think that they are in the burger business, but they're actually not. They're a part of a real estate business. And the reason why this is so important is because Ray Kroc, not the founder, but the owner of McDonald's, I highly recommend you watching Founders. If you haven't seen that movie, it will give you a huge history of McDonald's. However, the biggest thing that made McDonald's was so successful, it was the system, which was discovered by the McDonald's brother. The system was allowed Ray Kroc to take this business and make it cookie cutter across the nation, which it's now one of the hugest industries and everybody knows what those golden gates mean for McDonald's. So I'm going to give you some of the best practices for building a solid small business operation from the get-go. And one of the first things, of course, is systems. The foundation of having your systems is important. And this is essentially taking instructions for any task that somebody on your team is going to be doing and making sure that it's going to be repeatable to anybody else. So if you have somebody who's working on building your website or posting your blogs, you want to be able to make sure that everybody on your team is creating assets of creating what they're doing that's going to be making it exactly what you want every single time. So if that team member needs to go off and take a break for a holiday, you're not reliant on that person that they can have a proper system that's passed on to somebody else to fulfill that same system that's needed to be done. That moves on to our next expectation of your best practice and that is of course setting team expectations. When you set a proper team expectation and accountability it has one of the most impactful things that you can be doing in a business. I know what I do with my team is that we have a proper daily accountability and I have my assistant go ahead and make sure that everybody's being accountable. Yes, it's maybe seen as micromanaging, but it's also making sure that everybody is utilizing their time properly. If somebody's focusing on doing a task that may have been easier to just outsource it to somebody else, go ahead and do that because it's going to save you time and it's going to save you money at the end of the day. So what we use is a daily form. Uh, I call it my daily accountability form and I just use a Google form, Google Sheet. So it's free. It's not like you need any fancy software to uh, make sure that everybody's being accountable. And I have five questions. One, what are you doing today? What struggles are you, what challenges are you facing today? What will you be doing tomorrow? Have you created a company asset and is there anything important that Mary needs to know for today so that uh, my assistant can go ahead and let me know so that I don't have to be checking these every single day. But at the same time, my team knows that they're going to be accountable to not only themselves, but to me as well and to the whole team. When you have a team that knows exactly what they're doing, what their expectation is, then your team's going to hold each other accountable because they see the higher mission. And Steve Jobs talks about this, that when you build a team that is so set on the same clear vision, that they're not going to let anybody else on the team become a slacker or they're going to be really, really sure of who they let into the team because they don't want to let their own expectations down. So... It is time for every single department and manager that you have to make sure that they're giving feedback and everybody is accountable. So you're always going to have somebody at the end of 
your daily forms that you want to make sure that there's follow-up tasks that people are following up um what they say that they're doing and of course my assistant goes ahead and she checks to make sure that everybody is following up on what they're doing another thing the next best practice for building your small business is to make sure that you're managing without an ego. Ego is the enemy, my friends. If you haven't read that book, it's really good. I highly recommend that as well. Many CEOs, COOs, CFOs, any CXX, those labels are just kind of giving somebody uh an ego in itself because they're only working for that title of the role. But what many people don't take into account is that there are other variables at work, such as dynamics of the company and the people within it. So solid operations come from management who could admit when their systems are failing and they're willing to change to improve it. So most of the time, when somebody says that they are the best CEO and they come in with their exact system, but that system has failed, it's making sure that your chief executive level staffs know that their egos are getting in the way of success. And at the end of the day, you don't want an ego to get in the way of your bottom line. I'm actually here in LA right now and it is so beautiful. The sun is shining. I'm took a trip out from London because I'm going to be attending an event and it's going to be really awesome because I'm going to be hearing so many different systems and learning about a lot of different processes that a lot of people use in our industry and industry of small businesses. So I'm going to make sure that I come out with some clear content to give to you guys as well. And the next thing, (laughs) there was actually my be focused timer that went on. And I highly recommend if you guys aren't using the, a certain timer to keep you accountable for yourself of what you're spending on your time, definitely get one and it's free. So highly recommend doing that. Also, Something that I'm giving myself this challenge, I want to make sure that you guys are challenging this yourself as well, is to get off of social media or get off of the addiction of having to click the notification buttons every time somebody comes up. I remember talking with one of my friends and we would talk about how every time there was a notification come up, we had to just get rid of it. And it's not for the sense of like checking to see how many likes, hearts, thumbs up what we had, but it was more so just because like we didn't want to have something that was there. But what we're doing in the society of Facebook and uh, one of, I highly recommend another great resource. And I'll put these in the bio for you guys to look at as well. Um, It's a great talk by one of the people who helped Facebook get to billions and, he talks about how when Facebook was created, they knew exactly what these notifications were going to do. And Facebook does it. Instagram does it. WhatsApp does it. So many of these great apps do these things because they kind of, they not kind of, they exploitably pick on the invulnerabilities of our human psychology. So I'm giving you this challenge to just Turn off all of your notifications. You're not going to die. Nobody's going to die. The only thing that I'm going to have on, I'll make sure that I check it maybe once an hour, which sounds like it's in itself is a lot, but think about it. You're probably spending each 10 minutes of your day always checking your phone or as soon as that notification comes off, that buzz comes out, you're checking your notification and it's absolutely ridiculous. So when you have a clear process, which is that best business practice, Every team member understands that what they're doing is extremely important. When a task needs to be completed, there is a clear funnel in order of operations that must be followed. 
This improves efficiency, it reduces the chance of fumbling for information and having things slip through the cracks. And most of the time, people, CEOs, especially in small businesses for entrepreneurs, they get so stuck in their head. And a lot of the times what you have is somebody who is a wonderful, wonderful idea person. Uh, but they definitely need that part-time person who's an implementer. Um, because the idea person is going to be so in their head and they're going to have great ideas that for the rest of the team, they might not have a clear focus of what's going on. So an implementer kind of helps takes those ideas and changes it to a clear process so the whole team knows what step that they need to be on throughout their workday. And I see this so many times in so many companies that the I the entrepreneur who's owner of the business will have this wonderful idea. They want to launch this project and get it done in two weeks. No more time. That's fine. And then the two weeks hits and people were like, oh, well, I thought somebody was going to do it. But actually nobody ended up doing it and everybody was upset and there was no clear accountability and there was no clear process for what needed to be done, who was going to do it. So when you have a clear process, again, every single team member knows and they're accountable and they hold that intrinsic motivation inside of them that they know that this task is going to be done. It's going to be done amazingly well. So make sure that you have a clear process. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about having like that foolproof foundation. This is one of the next practices. And when you have to start at the very base of your business in order to actually build a successful enterprise from it, for me, having that means like having a solid core team. And you try to look at the first couple of people that you hire when you come up with a new business as a new family of people that they're going to be taking time out of your next chapter of your amazing life. And you want to be able to share this ambition, this drive to make sure that you have a foolproof foundation. And this means that you have a solid core team. So creating a foolproof foundation means that your team in the beginning are going to help you get to that launch level. They may not be who's going to be there from when you make your first 10,000. And then after your first 10,000, you're going to make your first 100,000. After your first 100,000, you're going to make your first million. So your foundation team, your solid core team, are going to help you get to that first 10,000, maybe that first 100,000. But sometimes that doesn't mean that they're going to make you get to that first million. And it's really important that you understand that when you're building your solid foundation is that when you're building foundation, you build it at each level of your business and always readjusting and making sure that you're continuing to grow. And your core team, if you have a business partner, you always want to be on that same page with your business partner from the beginning. Um, it, I know part of my beliefs is that any business transaction that needs to be done, it has to be written. It has to be written and there has to be witnesses and it can't be something that's based off an idea. It has to be something that's created. So, once you have these things, it just helps allow for clear expectations to be built. And it's so important that you have this from the very beginning, the very first day that you start off. So when you're also building your business and you're thinking about like your best practice, how do I do this so great? You always want to be getting feedback from your team, from that very foundation that you're creating to build a solid set of processes for your business. A lot has to align. But the bigger you scale, the more you'll likely need to delegate. So how does a business owner stay efficient when the day-to-day -day may be further away from your core operations? 
It's important to gather feedback from your team, often to make sure you're addressing inefficiencies and consistently improving as you grow. And, you know, this is a quote by Doreen Blotch. I'm pretty sure that's the last name. And it's so important because if you're not getting constant feedback, then how are you growing? How do you know that you need to do any improvement? And when you get feedback from your team, yes, you're going to know that foundation of your system may need to be improved or here are those roadblocks. And a lot of the times when it comes to entrepreneurs, there's always going to be a bottleneck at the CEO because the CEO is going to get overwhelmed. Most of the time, the entrepreneur is somebody who has all these great ideas. But when it comes to being the best marketer or being the best designer you may not be the best executive and when you have your business set up so that you're getting all these executive tasks that need to be done you have to sign off on everything the bottleneck comes because the entrepreneur gets overwhelmed they get taken out of what they're best at doing and they get put into an operation roles that drains their energy and that's not what's going to grow your business so always making sure that you get feedback from your team see where you need to improve and One of the things I always like to think about, and from college I've thought about this, is if you fail at something, if you may have gone to school and you got a big F on something, it's really important that you don't look at that failure as you being a failure. Yes, you failed at something, which is great. Take that as your feedback for success. I always remember when I actually I failed the class, and I was so down, and I had to realize that that did not make me a failure but instead I had to look at that f as feedback for success okay what did I need to do I ended up overwhelming myself and comparing myself to all these crazy people who were around me who were taking 18 credits of different things and this was in school so no you don't have to be great at school to become a successful entrepreneur I realized that I was doing so much of all these things that weren't my ideal classes I didn't have a proper balance and that was what ultimately ended up to a failure but what that did do was set me on track for the next semesters to making sure that I had that proper feedback to make sure when I was taking all these core science classes I wasn't taking calculus and all these intense math classes as well because that's not my brain's main focus but I had a balance of writing and speaking and creative mind so my brain was able to go ahead and study hard for the classes I needed to but also allow for creativity for the way that my brain liked to expose itself So that's always really important is to get feedback, feedback, feedback. And any single failure, failed attempt at anything that you do, make sure that you take that in as feedback. Okay, so especially when you're getting feedback from your team is the next important thing is that you keep everything transparent. Yes, yes, yes. Transparent has become a new buzzword. Thanks to Ray Dalio and Principles. Love that book. Again, it's my second time. I'm pretty sure I'm telling you guys to go ahead and read it, but... There is a true power of transparency, especially when you're building operations and you're figuring out how you make sure that you have different cross checks, social collaborations, and you're breaking down every single aspect in the way that's optimal for your unique business. And across all levels, all departments, operations, especially if you're in the beginning, you're still an entrepreneur and it's really important that you let your customer know and you're transparent to your customers, to your team, and of course to yourself. Everybody should be communicated, tested, and approved. And when I say tested and approved, it means like if you're communicating a new idea, yes, go out and test it. And then see if it works. And once it works really well, 
yes, then improve it and make sure that's part of your your team, part of your way of your selling to your customers or part of the way that you're delivering to your customers. Transparency is key. It's key to your business. It's key to your relationships with your family, your friend. Make sure that you're transparent, especially to yourself, because as an entrepreneur, you're growing, you're getting so hyped up on all of these motivational like podcasts that you're listening to, your motivational YouTube videos that you're watching. But then you tell yourself that you're like way higher than you are or you're not as high as you should be. And if you realize that you are exactly where you are, whatever you're doing right now, you know where you're at and where you want to go. And you keep that vision aligned and you're transparent with yourself. It's going to help you progress 10 times. And along this journey from wherever you are from right now to when you're making your first million, document your process along the way. And it can be in podcasts, in blogs, so then it's also content and leverage for your business. But clear and concise documentation for your team, for yourself, it helps leave very little room for things to be miscommunicated. So documenting your process is going to be really important to making sure that things are transparent and of course creating your systems and along this you're going to be building for your future so it's so imperative that when you are building you're building so that your systems are able to handle change that will be coming in the years ahead and if you've been in the business route or if you're learning about business you may have heard about the SWOT analysis SWOT S standing for strength W, weaknesses, O, opportunities, and T for threats. You always want to make sure that your systems are, you're finding out what your business strengths are, weaknesses are, in your whole industry, the operations, what all these opportunities you can be going out and getting in your threats as well. One of the um, really great books is called Blue Ocean Theory, and it talks about how a lot of time in businesses, people are working so much to compete with somebody else too so they're doing the exact same process but you're not realizing that there is an opportunity for you to go ahead and find a niche that's like not been touched yet and and that means that there is a whole blue ocean that you have to go out and explore with instead of having that red zone where you were stuck competing with so many people and instead of building something that can be an instrument of change you were focusing on challenges with competing with somebody else so always make sure that you're paying attention to those opportunities and threats would be things that come out from the world like regulations of the government threats of how your merchant companies are being held all these types of things so it's really important you do that SWOT analysis so that you can be building for your future and the next thing is that Again, when it comes to having best practices, you want to own your operation from start to finish. So when you're hiring someone to own the operation from start to finish, that means that the person should be obsessed with the details, the metrics, the numbers. They should be so, so there, ready to hit their goal, and they should be inspired to do better if they miss it. Like, your whole team, your whole operation needs to eat, sleep, and breathe whatever the goal is from the beginning to the end. And when I say eat, sleep, and breathe, of course, there comes balance to it. But yes, you have to put in the hard work to make sure that things are getting done. Everybody needs to be able to do that. From the moment you wake up, you need to be on it. And when I say on it, you don't have to be on the computer because most of the time people spend their whole day, and I found this out a lot when it comes to entrepreneurs, 
is that you're spending so much time of your day being busy, 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 but how much work are you actually getting done? So this is something that you need to reevaluate because most of the time, a lot of people in their businesses are focusing on working on things that aren't getting them sales, that aren't helping their company grow, but they're figuring out like which computer to buy for their operations or like which best Instagram post is going to work for the day and how many likes you're going to get. And this is becoming a huge epidemic in this society and so it's up to you to change that so from owning your operation is whatever you're trying to do you realize there's a huge bigger picture and the last thing that I want to talk to you guys about for the best practice for building a solid small operation would be providing excellent customer service because you want to provide the best customer service that you can and that is the most important thing that you can do. At some point, you're going to have dissatisfied customers, but how you handle it is going to give you a solid reputation in your industry. Yes, you're going to have those customers that complain. They are so upset about something. They didn't understand something, but you know what? You're going to come to them always leaving your customers happy at the end of the day. And you want them to be happy because you're always going to give them the best value. Yes, there's going to be a few people out there who try to abuse the system of whatever you're doing, but the majority of the people, majority of the customers want to be heard. So when you listen, when you hear them, then you are able to provide excellent customer service and deliver. So thank you guys for listening. As a business owner, I want you guys to understand that when it comes to building a small business, that you focus on the best practices and that you go out and you deliver today. So thank you again for listening. You know where to find me, wealthywomen.com. Check out the social media and please go like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you.